0: I should get a Hugo Boss endorsement. (laughs) Hugo Boss NBA sweatsuit made the show. Today I'm just emblazoned with their logo. Does Hugo mean something in another language? It might, but it's a name. Oh. (laughs) Remember? Yes. Cold open, baby. There it is. We're already done with it. Welcome in. It is the What's Right with Nick Wright podcast and video show you can find on all streaming platforms. That's a lie. It's actually not streaming. Netflix not interested in buying the show. But you can get it on all podcast platforms and on YouTube and on maybe somewhere on the dark web. So subscribe, like, rate, review, do all those things. Before we get to what we are talking about today, here's what we're not talking about today. The things that just barely missed the cut. Not on the show is Lamar Jackson's contract. Not on the show is one of the saddest quarterback controversies imaginable. Andy Dalton and Jameis Winston. And the worst fit in that NFL coach's picture, which everybody knows which one the worst fit was, the better option would be, can you find three fits there that are not terribly embarrassing? But none of that actually made the show. We can start the clock. Right about now, if you're watching us, you'll be able to see me try to beat the clock. I am 0 for 5, by the way, in beating the clock as I rotate to DeMondsey. DeMondsey, good to see you, my friend. What are we starting with today?
1: Let's start with the Lakers. Yeah. They got crushed by Dallas Tuesday and absolutely could miss the playoffs. Yeah. Um, You said they should trade everyone but LeBron and AD, Mm -hmm. but the AD trade rumors have already started. Mm -hmm. Um, Should they trade AD? And at this point, why would anyone even want to play with LeBron James? See, you See, you got to throw that little stuff in there. Like
0: you got to throw it. Why would anyone, I don't know. Why would anyone want to paint with Picasso? Why would anyone <laughs> want to compose with Mozart? I'm not sure. Seemed to be a fun thing to be able to tell your kids. I did played with LeBron James, probably went to the finals, probably won a championship. Like, has there been, here's an interesting question that I, I got to think on for a moment in the last 12 years. Has there been anyone who has played more than one season with LeBron and not made the NBA Finals? Oh, wait, I don't have to think on that at all. The answer is no, there hasn't been, because LeBron in the last 12 years hasn't gone more than one year without making the Finals, except until that's probably going to end this year, unfortunately. But to answer the questions, no, they should not trade Anthony Davis, unless LeBron asks out. If LeBron asks out and says, I don't want to be there, and I do not think that's going to happen, then you can make the argument tear it all down to the studs trade ad but for all of ad's flaws and we understand that they are there anthony davis still gives you the a far better chance to win next year's title with lebron james alongside him than what you would what are you going to trade him to Oklahoma city for sga and a bunch of picks that might be good for the 2027 lakers but not good for the 2023 lakers which is what they have to be focused on as LeBron enters year 20, coming off a season where he gives you 38 and 6, and they're terrible anyway. So I I feel like the pendulum has swung a little too far against Anthony Davis. The injuries are a huge problem. But one playoffs ago, Anthony Davis matched up against Nikola Jokic and tortured him. And then in his first two NBA Finals games of his career, dropped 32 and 34 points. In that playoff run, he averaged 28 and 10 in his career in the playoffs. He has played 39 career playoff games, 29 of them. He's gone for 25 plus. He's 27 points per game career in the playoffs. That's top 10 all time. You are not going to get a better guy to be alongside LeBron in a playoff run than Anthony Davis in in any potential AD trade. Now, Do the Lakers have to remake the entire roster? They do. Should Rob Polinka be a part of it? He shouldn't. Should Frank Vogel be coaching it? He shouldn't. But unless LeBron asks out, you don't trade Anthony Davis. All right, looks like we're going to stay in the NBA. What are we doing? Let's
1: do it. Let's stay in the NBA. We've spent a lot of time talking Nets and Lakers. Yeah. But they're both fighting for the play-ins. Yeah, they're actually both
0: terrible. Yeah. They're actually both bad basketball teams. The Lakers are worse, but the Nets are pretty – the Nets are sometimes unwatchable as well. But what? Hold okay. on. Go ahead. No, you can. Super.
1: That was a super A man. What? Kyrie. I mean, has definitely done a better job at picking his team. It's 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 not. It, let's move on. Okay. Um, that's fine. You know, while the Suns, Grizzlies, Heat, and Celtics sit atop of the conference. Yep. Um, is building super teams no longer the way to win in the NBA?
0: I. So here's the thing. I don't know that building super teams was ever the exact way to win. There was a level of, well, if one guy's got a super, if LeBron's got a super team, then I have to have a super team to combat that. But the way to win in the NBA has been incredibly consistent for, oh, the better part of 40 years. You must have an apex top five player in the league at a minimum. And then you fill in the surrounding holes. So if we just think about the champions, why did the Bucs win? Were the Bucs a super team? No, they were organically built for the most part, despite the Drew Holiday trade. But they had Giannis at the peak of his powers. The year before, the Lakers, was that a super team? I would argue no. It was two great players, but they were acquired in free agency and via trade in LeBron and AD. But you had LeBron at the peak or close to the peak of his powers. The year before, it was Kawhi. Again, a guy who at the moment was top five guy at the peak of his powers. When it felt like you had to have a super team, was when a team such as the Warriors that was a champion already then added an MVP in Kevin Durant. Then it felt like, oh, my God, how can anyone beat them? But it should be noted, the team that came the closest to beating them, the only team to take those Warriors with KD, a healthy Warriors with KD, past five games, was a Rockets team that, yes, they had added Chris Paul, but what they had was at the time James Harden, who was a league MVP, top five guy at the peak, of his powers, so if you don't have one of those guys, then you must find a way to add as many you know players six to fifteen as possible. but that's probably not getting it done. So the I, I've always thought the it was a misnomer of, oh, you must have a super team. You must have a pantheon guy, a guy that's going to be a no doubt inclusion on my top fifty players last fifty years list when that comes out next month, little plug within the podcast for a future part of the podcast. That's what you've got to have and then you have to fill out the roster smartly surrounding it, but you mentioned four teams there. You mentioned the Grizzlies, the Suns, the Bucks and the Heat. There's only to me one There's one team there that I feel like ha- nobody doubts can win the title and that's the Bucks. Why? Because they have a top 5 guy at the peak of his powers. The Suns have had an unbelievable regular season. They're going to win 60-plus games. A lot of people believe they're going to win the title. For them to do so, it would be somewhat unprecedented because Booker, as good as he is, is nowhere close to a top-five guy in the league, and Chris Paul, as historically great as he's been, he's not there yet anymore. And the Grizzlies, I love them, but they're drawing dead to win the title. The Heat are drawing dead to win the title. Like, the, you've got to have one of those guys. That's what NBA history tells us. And I'm going to fail against the clock again. Okay, let's move on.
1: Let's hit some golf for the first time in the show. Yeah, you uh, feel great about this. Yeah, this is amazing. Yeah, you're uh, excited about talking golf with me. Go t- ahead. Tiger might actually play the Masters. Yeah. He can't seem to walk away, and he's not the first. Yeah. Brady couldn't do it. MJ couldn't do it. And you won't admit it, but one day LeBron will do it. Okay, yeah, sure. Um, What does Tiger have left to prove? And why can't goats ever seem to walk away? All right, so
0: Tiger has nothing left to prove to the world.
1: I think to himself,
0: I think Tiger, still a tiny part of him, holds out hope he can catch Jack with the 18 majors. Now he's not going to do that. He's at 15 jacks at 18. I also, though, I think more than a tiny part of Tiger and a large part of me believes, oh, he, he could still win another Masters. I, maybe that's insane and I all I've seen is like grainy footage of him practicing post injury, post car wreck, but I he knows the course so well, the fact that he won it a few years ago. I and Tiger is the the way I look at Tiger is the way so many broadcasters look at Michael Jordan. Like I erase the flaws, I only see the greatness. He's you know, one of my two favorite athletes of all time. I I have more fond sports memories involving Tiger Woods than almost anybody, any other athlete I've ever watched. And so I think he has something left to prove to himself. As far as why can't goats seem to walk away, certainly, and why can't they walk away on top? I think if you are in the discussion for the greatest in the world at something or the greatest to ever do something, you need it to be proven to you that that's no longer the case. I always thought walking out on top was slightly an, it was an overrated concept all of us want to play sports as long as we can. It's always a sad day. The last time we're allowed to play sports, you know, competitively. And so the, if you can play in the toughest league at the top level and you're still the best or in the argument for the best, the idea of giving that up, you know, by choice seems crazy to me. So I don't, it, it, it's totally rational and reasonable to me why athletes have a hard time walking away. I, I think the other thing would be irrational guys who are at the top being like, I've had enough of this. I don't, I think that the mentality of I've had enough of this almost never coincides with the mentality that it takes to become the greatest in the history of the world. at something. All right. I, I'm going to go over. This is our sixth show. I'm going to be over six against the clock. Cause we have less than a minute left. We're about to talk about something that I think is going to take some time. So, Demonte, go ahead.
1: Time for a serious topic. Yep. The NFL is requiring teams to hire one female or minority offensive coach this year. Yep. Uh, is this a meaningful step in the right direction?
0: So, I do think it is a somewhat meaningful step. And I understand some folks are going to say this is tokenism or – and th- listen, there be. Ba- I'm not worried about the bad faith actors say. The folks that would be like, "What happened to the best person for the job?" That is such a maddening concept because when the when you have a statistically impossible discrepancy uh, is skewing towards white people having all these jobs, and the assumption being, well, when it was when it was it, all white people getting jobs or the vast majority of white people getting jobs, that was a meritocracy. But as soon as we mandate some non-white people getting jobs, then it's not a meritocracy. The idea that all these coaches, kids, and family members are getting gigs and that's a meritocracy is laughable. But, so I understand why the NFL is doing it, and I do think it is a decent move. But will it actually fix the problem? And the answer to that is, of course, no. And there's two reasons for it. One is really, really unfortunate and the other is really, really reasonable. Let me start with the reasonable one first. People hire friends and family in every industry, and that cuts across all races. Black people hire Black people because they know more Black people, they're friends with more Black people, and obviously their families, you know, very often other Black people. White people do the same. That is is in every industry across all time, across all countries. People hire people they know. And in a country as segregated as the United States, the people you know very often are going to skew dramatically to the same race that you are. So that is just going to be a part of of any company's hiring practices, which is why it is critically important any industry Takes a serious effort to make sure the hiring positions in particular is a diverse group of people. So that way you have black hiring managers in addition to white hiring managers and other minority groups so it can then filter on such. The NFL also has a big nepotism problem. Coaches hire their kids. And obviously, in the vast majority of cases, your kids are the same race as you. So that perpetuates it. I don't actually blame people for those paradigms because I think that cuts across all races. That's the non-nefarious reasoning for it. And that I don't think is easily solvable until you get more black people in general manager, team president, team ownership positions to where they're then circle and friend group and their own family tree can fill out some of the jobs. The nefarious reason and the reason it's important that offensive coaches, that there is a there is a uh, emphasis on offensive coaches, not just being white guys, is because for two reasons. One is it's very clear the best way to become a head coach is coach the offensive side of the ball, as the league is skewed super offense, offense, offense. So where's the nefarious part? I think it is very, very clear that there are certain uh, NFL teams, uh, people running NFL teams, that have a hard time believing that black people are smart enough to be a quarterback genius, a quarterback guru, an offensive mastermind. The numbers would say that it is again almost statistically impossible for these white for these coaching staffs on the offensive side of the ball and for front offices to be as lily white as they are when the vast majority of NFL or of football staffs are made up of former players And the vast majority of players are black. That couldn't happen by chance. And I can't just say, ah, it's all because of the the non nefarious reasons I laid out before. There is clearly a belief among some people in very high positions across a number of NFL teams that, listen, I trust this black guy to be able to fire up my running backs, but I don't trust this black guy's brain to be able to break down game film with my quarterback. And so I do think some of the hiring discrepancies are understandable, and some of them are just old school, tale as old as time, racism. The old, I don't think the black guy is as smart as the white guy. And so does this help? It it does help. Does it fix it? Far from it. We will be right back. With a simple questionnaire, get matched with a licensed therapist and switch therapists at no extra cost. Learn to make time for what makes you happy with BetterHelp. Visit betterhelp.com right to get 10% off your first month. That's betterhelp.com slash right. Your mental health journey begins here. Welcome back in What's Right with Nick Wright podcast, episode six. You can also watch this on YouTube, subscribe on all your favorite podcast platforms. We, I've, been, I've been hearing the producers giggle in the background of my ear when they've referenced what we're going to do in the final block of the show. I never know what we're going to do in the final block of the show. But I'm already, I already have a bit of trepidation on what these people are going to throw at me, and I imagine you, young man, are going to be a part of it. However, before we get to the final block of the show, tell me what we're doing right here.
1: Pick the bigger NFL story this week. Okay. Uh, Postseason overtime rules changing or the Bills stadium being partially publicly funded.
0: Okay, we'll get to the overtime stuff later. The public funding of stadiums is one of the most It's something that I promise you history will not look upon fondly when people are like, oh, what was one of the reasons American infrastructure and public schooling all seem to fail? And they're going to be like, well, there's money issues, a lot of things. And then they're going to be like, "Oh, well, that's funny because all these municipalities sure seem to find a billion dollars when they needed it to build a stadium that's going to be used a dozen times a year. With that said, there are certain cities in America that I think you can justify the public kicking in some dollars to the team, and Buffalo might be one of them. So here's, the, here's my general point. Take your top 15 cities in the country. All of them should come together, have a meeting of the mayors or the governors of the states, however you need to do it, and make a pact and a nice little collusion against the leagues. Guys, None of us are ever paying a dime. You know why? Because pro sports leagues want to be in New York. They want to be in LA. They want to be in Dallas. They want to be in Houston. They want to be in Miami. They want to be in DC. They want to be in San Francisco. Their threats to leave are hollow threats. We never need to pay a dollar if we're a major American city for a team. The leagues want to be here. The owners have the money. Let them pay. Now, a city such as Buffalo. You can make the argument that the difference between Buffalo and Schenectady is one thing, that they have pro sports. They have the Sabres and the Bills. And that, I, you know, I've said for a long time growing up from Kansas City, what's the difference between Kansas City and Des Moines? Well, aside from the history of Kansas City and the amazing barbecue and the jazz, all that, the real contemporary difference was Kansas City had the Chiefs and the Royals and Des Moines didn't. So I do understand why a small city might feel incentivized to make sure their team doesn't move. So I get why the Bills are doing it, or the Buffalo's doing it. But it's the state of New York that's doing it. And I know these two headlines aren't exactly uh, aligned, but around the same time, I found out the state of New York's going to kick in about $800 for the Bills stadium. I read in the New York Times, our new governor say, There's about an $850 million New York State public school shortfall. It kind of pissed me off, to be totally honest. But if you're Buffalo, if you're Green Bay, if you're a small city that is kind of just happy to have a team, I get why you might want to make sure the team never leaves. But big cities should never pay a dollar to these leagues. They get tricked by them. They're never leaving. Pro sports leagues are never leaving New York or L.A. or the cities I mentioned. They want to be there, so don't get tricked into it. Speaking of the Chiefs, looks like we're going to talk about them for a moment.
1: Speaking of stadiums, is it possible that the Chiefs end up leaving Arrowhead? Okay.
0: So listen, Arrowhead Stadium is loud, and it's a fine stadium. It's not state-of-the-art, but it's fine. It also is in in the middle of nowhere. It is 30 minutes from downtown Kansas City. The the, I, the closest restaurant to Arrowhead or Kaufman is a Taco Bell. The closest hotel is a Drury Inn. And then there's a there's an indoor water park over there that it's, I think uh, we had your sister. Cocoa Sis- Keys. Cocoa there. Keys. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, I think we had a birthday there once upon a time. Yeah, water oh, tasted
1: horrible. Yeah, I mean, maybe, I shouldn't be tasting the water. Dude,
0: but. You shouldn't have. But hey, can I also say props to you and me, man? What a come up. We used to do birthday parties at Coco Keys <laughs> at a terrible hotel in Raytown, Missouri. Look at us now, buddy. Come on, I mean that's a true story. But the point—the point is—Arrowhead's not ideal; it's not an ideal location. The reason the idea of the Chiefs leaving is touches a, a a tendon for me is there was a rumor they might cross state lines into Kansas. The Kansas City Chiefs are Kansas City, Missouri's team. And there is a big difference between being from Missouri and being from Kansas. The audience may not care the Kansas Cityans will get it. I I the you get it. Sure. You are when people ask you where are you from? Or you you were born in Mississippi, but where you grew up, where do you say?
1: I say Houston.
0: Oh, Houston. okay, you've moved around a lot. But- All right, good point. But when I was in Kansas City,
1: it was Kansas City, and then Kansas is a whole different
0: thing. A whole different thing. And people, if you're from, uh, you're like, oh, I'm from Kansas City. And they're like, oh, you're from Kansas? No. (laughs) I'm from Missouri. And the idea of the Chiefs crossing the state line will, I'm not saying I won't be a fan. This is what I'm going to say. This is what I will say. If the Chiefs move to Kansas, my fandom ends when Patrick Mahomes returns. (laughs) <laughs> That's it. You, when Badger Mahomes retires, I'm out.
1: That's if crazy. they
0: move to Kansas. Okay, now time for a game. Two rights, one wrong. Two wrongs, one right is actually, I think, the name of the game.
1: Two uh, wrongs, what are we, one right. Two wrongs, one right. What are we starting with? How should Coach K go out? Lose to UNC, beat UNC, but lose in the final, Yeah. or win it all? Okay, the worst option is option B. lose
0: Beating North Carolina, but then w- losing the championship. Nobody's really happy about that. I, I so to me it's either A or C. I would really like to see Hubert Davis beat him. Listen, Coach K, you made another Final Four. You've gotten you know this whole victory lap and this whole uh, farewell season. Let's have North Carolina beat you in your farewell game, you know, before the tournament, and then beat you in your actual farewell game in the first time these two teams are ever playing in the NCAA tournament. That's what I'm rooting for. But I will admit. If they, particularly now that Houston's out of, out of the tournament, if they were to beat North Carolina, I'll be rooting for them in the national championship game. All right, what's next?
1: PG-13 is back. Yeah. If Kawhi comes back, you think the Clippers will lose early, they make it to the conference finals, or they win the title?
0: All right, I love Ty Lue, and obviously healthy. This is a dangerous team. But I do not believe there is any realistic chance Kawhi comes back and if he does, Kawhi does not have the history of, I'm going to come back from injury and give you 38 minutes a night. So I think that I think that he's likely not coming back. I think they lose early either way. I think the Clippers, we got to see what the matchups are. But with or without Kawhi for this season, I think they have a very defined round two ceiling. And then we'll see if everyone's healthy. But, man, it is interesting. And this is... Everyone talks about the LeBron AD thing, and they're like, let's break them up. Trade AD. US, who would want to play with LeBron? Uh, LeBron AD, Kawhi and Paul George, Katie and Kyrie, they all came together in the same offseason. Okay? LeBron and Anthony Davis have won a title together. Kawhi and Paul George have not played in a single conference finals game together. Clippers made the conference finals last year, but Kawhi was out. And Katie and Kyrie have played have not played in a single conference finals game together. So, And I, by the way, I don't think that's going to change this year. I think we're going to be three years into these partnerships. The only one that is going to have even sniffed a championship, and they will have in fact won it, is LeBron and Anthony Davis. But they're the ones that just get crushed all the time. You're not allowed a down year. One down year last year. Last year was not great either, but still. One
1: down year one, last year?
0: Well, no, this year oh, the down sorry. year, and last year was not great because at the end. Point remains, though. All three of these guys came together. And by the way, I got to say, we're going to break the clock on this again. Damn it, I suck at the timing part of it. There, There is a really interesting arc. If Kawhi and Paul George don't blow that 3-1 lead to the Nuggets, and then they get the Lakers in the Western Conference Finals that year. If they, if if the Lakers instead of winning that title had lost in the Western Conference Finals to the Clippers, whether Clippers win the title or not, when Kawhi's doing all those idiotic that commercial campaign with his uh, what is his shoe brand Saucony? Who is? Oh, it's New Balance. My bad. So I get them all. The, I get the Saucony. All the, Saucony, Saucony. Exactly. What, what the hell's New Balance? Oh, <laughs> he got the crown. This is my city. If, if it's a whole different story, but that's obviously not what happened. Okay, what's next?
1: Uh oh. Best NFL overtime option is, leave it how it had been. Yeah. The new rule, or you cut, I choose. Okay. You cut, I
0: choose is the best option. So, let me explain this to you. So, think about your little sisters last night arguing over everything. Right. Just everything, right? So, all, now imagine we have last night, if we were going to have dessert, there's one piece of cake and they have to split it. Okay. The best way to ever do something like that is one of them gets to cut it. The other gets to pick which slice they because it incentivizes the cutter to make it as fair as possible right. because the other person is going to, to get pick. to choose. Right. right? That That theoretically should eliminate all fights. Okay? So the you cut, I choose, NFL overtime option is this. You get to choose who has the ball first, I choose where the ball is placed on the field. So I know that you're gonna get to choose. If you you have Patrick Mahomes, you're almost assuredly gonna want the ball. You're you're gonna want the ball. Right. Okay. What if I say I'm placing the ball at the seven-yard line going this way? So you're gonna have to go 93 yards. I don't, I'm not gonna say I'm putting it at the one, because then you're saying, okay, I'll take defense. Right. Right? So if the, the one team decides where the ball is spotted on the field, the I other see. team decides if they want to play offense or defense. It incentivizes the first team. The Ravens proposed this, by the way, a couple years ago, and the NFL knocked it down. I think it's a great idea. I think it adds a whole level of strategy, and I wish the NFL had done it. With that said, they were never going to do it. It was too cutting edge. I think there is a league that did do it. It was done on some level of football. I love the idea of it. It never took off. So the new overtime rule change is fine. Both teams get a possession for overtime. Of course, you know, when the Chiefs... Seriously, though? Hurry up. Okay, Dior. Sorry. I know I'm going long. Let me just sit this and we'll get to the last thing. Uh, the... When the Chiefs never get to touch the ball in 2018, Mahomes' first year, and Brady goes on and wins his ring 13-3 to in the worst Super Bowl ever, nobody cries a tear. Nobody says anything. Yeah, we got to change the rules. Oh, the, the new golden boy. Josh Allen never gets such a ball in overtime. Now we're changing the rules. Okay. All right. What's golden this? boy. Yeah, golden boy. All right. What's this last one?
1: Pick one to succeed. Taysom Hill, Saints tied in. Okay. That's a no. I don't She's... even
0: know the other options. That's a
1: no. Go okay. Ahead. Trey Lance, 49ers starting QB. Yep. Or Demonze, me, podcast host. Okay.
0: Oh, that. Oh, and you said host. On the screen, it says star. Podcast star. All right. So Jason Mills eliminated. Here's the thing, Demonze. No, don't uh oh this. I just think we all need to understand and embrace our roles. <laughs> okay. So, so if the question was who has the best chance to succeed, Damonze Bird, podcast, sidekick,
1: sidekick.
0: Yeah. I you're my pick. I think you know, you've, we've done six of these shows. Y- you've been an A-plus sidekick. I, you know, I, Robin from Howard Stern's show, look out. Best sidekick, the, the dude who used to sit next to Conan, Andy Richter, look out. You could be, I mean, there is a lucrative long-term career in coasting and, and gliding off almost the wave of a transcendent talent such as myself. Okay. That, that exists, and you are doing a great job of it. But once it says podcast host or star, the question then becomes: Best, chance, like, if I'm not here one day, <laughs> are they going to be like, uh, cancel the show or Demonze Go ahead and sit in this chair. Ah, uh, so because of that, I'm going to go Trey Lance, 49ers starting quarterback. We'll be right back. <laughs> All right, welcome back in final segment. What's right with Nick Wright podcast and YouTube show? All right, I never know what we're doing in this last segment. But there's been murmurs from the producers. DeMonte's had an odd look in his eye all morning, getting ready for this. Okay, so what, what are we doing here?
1: Man, I, I saw this insane Twitter video last night. Okay. Um, a guy tapping out in a street fight. Uh, it, okay. It's hilarious. I, I ended up showing mom. She burst out laughing, but she hmm. said something similar happened to you. Please tell me that's not true. She didn't tell you the story? No, she just said she she's going to leave it to you. But oh, God.
0: she's not going to. She didn't. She didn't. I'm sure she didn't tell you to bring this up on the show. I, she's not going to want me to tell the story. That's oh, she's, yeah. Yeah. As soon now she's yelling, she's yelling. No, she says
1: no. no. OK, yeah. we're I, I already. Well, happening. we're on the air, babe.
0: <laughs> embarrassing. No. no. OK, we're, <laughs> listen, we're too deep at this point. It's, we're in too deep. It's happening. All right. You have to promise you won't uh, Sorry, look mom. at me differently. I promise. You promise? Okay. Uh, all right. So I was in college. So it was about was my, you know what? It was the day after I turned 21. I remember okay. the day. Because By the way, way, this is a funny story, but there's not, I mean, it ends with, I don't know. the The <laughs> police called it a stabbing. I would have called it a cutting. Um and it it ended badly for a lot of people. I wasn't one of them because had he play up here. So here's where we go. So I'm uh trying to. I my car is blocked in by a girl who lives in the apartment beneath me. Okay. And she does this all the time. Blocks in not just my car, the whole apartment complex. Like leaves her car in the only entrance exit, and just to run into her whatever. So I shout. Hey, move your car. She shouts back. Give me a minute. I'm getting in the shower. Like you're getting in the shower. (laughs) So I shout again, move your car. The apartment above her, unrelated party, screams down at me with a lot of offensive language and yells at me. I'm angry now, Dublin. So I yell back to them. I'm not talking to you. You know, basically, shut up. I'm like, they just yell to the girl, move your car. About 30 seconds later, two guys walk down. They are both what I would call, you know, strapping gentlemen. sizeable, Sizable guys. And one of them says, you better apologize to my friend. He's a Marine. He'll kick your ass. <laughs> and I, you know, you, you, you know me. I'm not, I don't, I don't like the back down element. Right. So I, instead of apologizing, I got right in his face. (laughs) And I said, and I said, I'm not apologizing. I wasn't even talking to you. So you have two options. Hit me or walk away. And say, excuse me. And before I could say it a second time, he chose option A. And this went south, man. Bad. I mean, he cracks me and I kind of buckle. And then he grabs me and, and now I'm now up against the apartment building wall. And I mean, it's just like, I don't know what his training was, but it was more than mine. And so I try to like wiggle away and he gets me on. I'm face down in the gravel driveway and he has a military choke on me and I am blacking out. And my friend who was with me ends up is fighting the other guy. So I have no, that's where the bad stuff happened between them, not between me. And I'm, I'm blacking out and I, and I'm like, I can't die this way. And so I did, I started tapping out. (laughs) I was like, take mercy. Like, sir, what? Like I started tapping out. No, he, did he didn't. Let go of no, the, the, th- the tap out did not work. <laughs> no, okay. My buddy ended up running over and knocking him off me, and then then it got it, 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 it got rough between all so the parties involved.
1: My, sounds like that's it, it wasn't great,
0: like. man. But so I was, did tap out. I had no choice, man. Everyone can laugh at the guy tapping out. You you get rear naked choked in the street once and see the lights going out.
1: I and, mean, you should have listened when his friend said he was a marine. He said, and he like wasn't he lying, man. His now.
0: friend said he was a marine. He, the, I thought we, I, we tried to leave. The, the window was, like, cracked in my car. This dude put both hands oh, on the window the... and broke, broke,
1: shattered it in his hands. I've seen a video of a cop doing
0: that. Too. Whoa! Oh, well, this a... guy wasn't a cop. Well, listen, that was 15 years ago. You know what? He might be a cop now. <laughs> but he wasn't in. That's today's. Yeah, there it is. That's today's show.